I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. In a quick moment, we'll be joined by Andrew Ivins. He covers recruiting in the Southeast for 24-7 Sports. We will discuss some of the big recruiting news from over the weekend, including a former Florida State commit from the state of Florida, top 100 linebacker Brandon Jennings, switching his commitment to the Michigan Wolverines. There was a four-day gap, but we're still going to call it a flip, and we'll get into that with Andrew. We will also discuss some of the prospects that Andrew got to see in person on Friday, including Dallas Turner, the Alabama-committed defensive end that is making a charge for five-star status. And we will look ahead to a possible commitment coming up for Amari Daniels, he's one of the top available running backs in the country, and he's got Georgia and Texas A&M high on his list. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, add a five-star Apple podcast review with your recruiting question, and you will have a chance to have that question answered here on this show on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast with one of our analysts on the 24-7 Sports team. Before we go out to Florida and catch up with Andrew Ivins, let's begin with the kickoff. It is rankings week at 24-7 Sports. On the third Wednesday of every month, we've been refreshing and updating the 24-7 Sports rankings. This month, the 2022 class is up for debate. Five-star quarterback Quinn Ewers out of South Lake Carroll, committed to the Texas Longhorns, is the number one prospect in the 2022 class. But there's still a lot to be decided behind him. Now, if you go over to 247sports.com, you've got a lot of great content. National recruiting analyst Greg Biggins had a look at the state of California and the prospects that are on the rise in the 2022 class. Gabe Brooks did the same for the Lone Star State. So head on over to 247sports.com to catch up with all the great content and then check back on Wednesday for the refresh of the 2022 class and to see which prospects your college program is going to be in the chase for in the next recruiting cycle. Joining us now on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is Andrew Ivins. We've, in the past, have referenced him as, as the jack of all trades. You know, he's a photographer, he's a podcaster, he's a, he's a writer, uh, and, you know, he, he does it all for 24-7 Sports. And we haven't had you on the pod, Andrew, since you took up, up your new role at 24-7 Sports. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, I'm a utility man. That's that's what i describe myself as and yeah i've been feeling i haven't been feeling the love i've been wondering you know when when uh the southeast would be needed on the on the podcast you know th this is a national pod and there's been so many topics uh, across the the west ac across the midwest obviously with the pac-12 and the big 10 
yet to take the field. Obviously, the Big Ten is coming up. Uh, we've had a lot of Big Ten discussion, a lot of Big 12, ACC, but we, we wanted to get you back on, uh, obviously, to congratulate you, but also to discuss the biggest commitment of, of this weekend. And, and that was Brandon Jennings. He's a four-star linebacker from the state of Florida who you know, technically did not flip to Michigan from his commitment to Florida State, but we're calling it a flip. Yeah, I mean, you got to call this a flip. Do do we need to like create a definition where if it's within a week, it's it's a flip or or something like that? I think if you decommit Monday and commit somewhere else on Friday, that's pretty much a flip. I mean, yeah, I think so. My thought process on you know, and and I think there should be a glossary of of recruiting terminology, and and you and I can maybe start to work on (laughs) on some sort of uh, you know co authorship of this. But Brandon Jennings decommits on October 12th from Florida State. He's a Florida State legacy. His father played there. And four days later, comes off the board again, but this time to Michigan. So now, you know, on the surface, that doesn't look like a direct flip because he had those four days to consider maybe all his options. But there's a reason why he decommitted on October 12th. uh, And that was because he already knew, I think, where he wanted to go. So. We're calling it a flip. Technically, I don't know. We got to go to the judges, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a flip. I mean, you know, Brandon didn't make the decision uh, to decommit from Florida State out of nowhere. Obviously, Michigan had been working some back channels, talking to him behind the scenes. They had gotten Brandon on campus uh, over a year ago, back when kids could actually visit places. Uh, he, he was there uh, with mom and dad. And, you know, he announced uh, a, a top three or, or final three before he committed to Michigan and, and Miami was in there. Clemson was in there. Um, and he, he also has a brother that plays at Miami, a starting linebacker, BJ Jennings. So his dad played at Florida state brothers at Miami. Um, but it never really seemed like Miami or Clemson were all that involved based on what I gathered. I mean, Brandon's a very talented prospect. I, I just don't think like that was just kind of like a little window dressing a, a show. I mean, it was pretty clear that Michigan uh, was the team that had had emerged in, in the likely landing spot. And that's why you saw the 24-7 sports crystal ball quickly shift over to the Wolverines. But in, in terms of a prospect, I think it's it's a good get. And I think Brandon Jennings will fit well uh, into the Big Ten. Um, you know, we list him as an inside linebacker. He's 6'3 and a half, 225 pounds. Uh, he's a bigger kid. And I think when you look at him, you, you can make the case maybe he's an edge guy. Uh, someone you could potentially put his hand in the dirt. So go to the, go to Michigan, and I think Don Brown, the defensive coordinator there, is going to find a role. He kind of takes these tweener types and um, does good things with them. Look at what he did with uh, Josh Uchi. Um, then you got Quiddy Pay, uh, just a bunch of those guys. So I, I think it's a good get, and I think he's going to do well up there in Ann Arbor. Brandon Jennings, number 82 overall in the country in the 24-7 sports composite, number six among outside linebackers. That's where the composite has him. We have him rated as an inside linebacker and a top 15 player in the state of Florida, uh, according to the composite as well. We are joined by Andrew Ivins. He's no longer just the Miami guy uh, here for 24-7 sports. He does it all. He covers recruiting in the Sunshine State. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Ivins. Now, some twisted Florida State fan out there 
will probably hope that the Seminoles lose another commitment heading into this weekend's game uh, against Louisville, or even that they ha- have a you know a bunch of decommitments next month when they when they match up against Clemson. It, it was a bit ironic, right, for for the Seminoles to to lose a marquee name from the recruiting class and then respond on the field the way they did. Yeah, it, it's weird, and I can't really recall something like this happening in recruiting. I mean, why did Brandon Jennings decommit? I, I mean, we'll never really know. I'm, I'm sure at some Speaking, point. Well, it's, someone... deco- it's, it's going to be decommitment season soon, I think. Yeah, well, those are coming. We know those are coming. But look, Florida State through the first couple weeks of 2020 or, or the season didn't look good under Mike Norvell. I mean, they got absolutely steamrolled by uh, Miami. Um, there, there was, they almost lost to Jacksonville state, uh, Notre Dame, they lost, like it, it was a bad start. And I think, you know, if you're committed to a school, uh, and the product on the field isn't, isn't great, it's real easy for a kid to kind of start looking around and for FSU to all of a sudden beat a number five ranked UNC, like that was the biggest shocker this past Saturday. I mean, I, I was in, in shock that they were able to hold on and do that. It, it's just kind of funny. It's like, if what what if that win had happened the week prior? I mean, is Brandon Jennings opening his recruitment back up? Like, I don't think so. So, uh, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it sucks sucks for Florida State, but you know, I, I I have a hunch that there's a chance Brandon Jennings' recruitment, you know, isn't completely over or done with. He seems to like the attention. The twists and turns of recruiting, despite the fact that there are no in-person visits, I think we're continuing to see a lot of movement and a, and a lot of conversations because, and, and I think our listeners might be a bit tired of, of me saying this, but now recruits, after this long layoff in recruiting, uh, now they get to see the product on the field, right? And, and we're seeing recruits actually pay attention to what their position is doing on the field, how they're performing, what the results are. You know, I think that's a lot of times overblown, you know, a win or a loss or whatever impacting a specific decision. But for the most part, I think now more so than ever with recruits limited to that uh, by itself, they have to base it off of what's happening at their position, what's happening on the field, the momentum swings in, in, in a certain team. They're looking at depth charts, uh, I think a little bit more closely than, than ever before. Um, so I think all of this is, is very impactful. Uh, before we, we, we hit a break, Andrew, I, I did want to discuss a little bit more about Brandon Jennings because you said something uh, specific that I wanted to get back to. And you said that he's going to be a great fit in the Big Ten. Now, we, I've already said we, we have him listed as an inside linebacker. He's rated as an outside linebacker in the composite. Uh, what kind of skill set, what, what kind of things do you see in him from maybe an instinct, instinctual perspective, his awareness, uh, his ability in the box? You got to see him play last last fall, uh, and then you got to see him in action in, in the spring. Well, what kind of prospect are the Wolverines getting? I mean, he like loves contact. He's a guy who is going to see contact out, and he, and he comes downhill super fast, and he'll shoot through gaps. So I think that's why I think you know, I, I say he'll fit in the Big Ten because I just think of that smash mouth style of football. And now I know, you know, some schools are, are spread in that conference and, and throwing it around, but there are teams that will go under center and, and try to run the ball. And I think Brandon, that his game and, and skill set is perfect for that. I, you know, 
he, he can run, but I, I think where he struggles or an area of his game that needs to get better is when he has to drop back into coverage. And that's just because he's a bigger guy, maybe a little tight in the hips. Um, so I, I expect him to be someone that is blitzed a lot um, and, and someone that you just want coming downhill instead of asking him to cover tight end. So that's kind of why I, I brought that up. Brought that up. But again, love the frame with him. Obviously, dad played at Florida State, you know, brother is starting linebacker at, at Miami. So there's some definitely good bloodlines. And, I, you know, you always want to roll the dice on a kid like that. Someone um, where, where other people in the family have found success. Four-star linebacker Brandon Jennings. We're calling it a flip to Michigan. We'll be right back here on the 24-7 Sports Podcast with more with Andrew Ivins. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo, joined by Andrew Ivins. He covers recruiting in the Sunshine State for 24-7 Sports. Also a, a killer photographer, like I've said before. Uh, also has a, an incredible following in, in the podcast sector. Uh, and you, my friend, were able to, I think... Uh, morph on Friday, right? You, you, there was, I think you were explaining to me off the air that there was a thunderstorm that delayed a, a game that you weren't going to be able to see, but that worked out in your favor. So, so technically the rain delay helped us. Yeah. So my new thing in this weird uh, 2020 era is if I can hit two high school games in one night, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to go to a first quarter or a first half somewhere and then you know, if there's somewhere nearby where I can see other schools play, I'm going to try to do the second half there. Well, South Florida, you know, there's thunderstorms, rainstorms here all the time. And it just worked out perfectly where I was able to watch um, Plantation American Heritage uh, face Jacksonville Trinity Christian Academy. So two absolute powers in the Sunshine State. I saw them play. And then once that was over, uh, the St. Thomas Aquinas versus True Prep Academy game had kicked off like at nine and that thing went till well past midnight. So basically I got to see two full games. Uh, I'll be at maybe missed a few drives here and there, but uh, probably 30 power five prospects in action on, on Friday night. So it was nice to just get out and like size up kids because a lot of times and, I, and Blair, I know, you know, this like 
you'll see a kid as a junior and then you'll see them as a senior and the bot and the body's just matured so much. And it's kind of crazy uh, how, how there can be some transformations here. I'm going to go a little inside baseball on, on things. And you know, this kind of reminds me of something I've been doing for a few years is going to a game uh, on a Friday and, and maybe kind of just walking around pregame on the field, taking photos of, of certain players, but you have no intention of actually covering that game. I've done that a lot, uh, especially when I'm out of town. I live here in in Los Angeles, so it's a little difficult on Fridays during that rush hour to get from one game to the other without really missing a lot. And and, and we've heard from, obviously, college coaches in the past taking helicopters from game to game because there's no way they'd be able to make it. So I've done that before too, where you go up to, to the, to one game and you're kind of just eyeballing kids, maybe the game that you don't think is actually going to be that good, or it's not going to be that competitive. Uh, you kind of just look around, make sure you, you see what you you've seen on film or you kind of validate things. Uh, and then you make it out to the the game that you're actually going to be able to see. Um, I think that's very um, impressive for college coaches to do as well. You know, I know you've, yeah. you've dealt with this too. You know, you, you see one coach on one sideline and then you get home and maybe you, you had a game recorded on TV and you're watching him on the sideline at the game that, you know, you weren't at. And, and that's how these guys operate, especially with, with all the resources and the time that, that they have to kind of put into recruiting. So you got to see 50 D1 kids over the stretch of a, a few hours. Um, one guy that I think really stood out to you was Dallas Turner. What, what kind of player is he? Oh man, he's, he's awesome. He's uh, a edge rusher, defensive end, kind of whatever you want to call it, committed to Alabama. He had four sacks uh, for St. Thomas Aquinas against True Prep Academy. And True Prep Academy, uh, it's an, it's a long, there's a long story there. I mean, basically, it's kind of a new school, um, it, you know, but they got talent. Like Clemson offensive tackle commit Marcus Tate uh, occupies the, le- the left side of that line. So Dallas Turner uh, really just kind of had his way. I mean, Tate probably you know won a few battles here and there, but Turner would go to the other side of the field, and, man, he just kind of teed off. Uh, on on True Prep Academy's uh, quarterback, and you know I think we are really high on him right now. Like he's borderline uh, five star, um, and I I think he just checked a lot of the boxes. Super physical, high motor player, tracking guys down. It's really easy to see why uh, both Alabama and Georgia battled it out for him. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see what other analysts think because he's going to be at the All American Bowl. Uh, in San Antonio in, in January. And I think initially when a lot of people look at him, they're like, well, you know, if you're, if you're expecting a huge defensive end, he's not that. He's built more like a linebacker, um, but he's thick. And I think he's going to be able to get, you know, get it done on the edge in the SEC. Dallas Turner, number two among weak side defensive ends in the 24-7 sports composite. In the 24-7 sports rankings, he's number 30 overall. And, and obviously, uh, every year, there's about 32 five-star prospects. Yeah. So be in line to be in that area as a five-star player. If you had to make a push right now, uh, make your case for him being a, a five-star prospect. Like I said, I mean, he... Um, he's great with the hands and he's super athletic. I had a chance to see him at a seven on seven tournament back in February. I, I want to say, uh, Deion Sanders was putting it on current, current head coach at, uh, 
Jackson State. <laughs> um, you know, that's before he took that position, he, he was doing a seven on seven in the Fort Myers area, which is where he's from. And Dallas Turner showed up and was playing safety at six three, two hundred and I don't know, twenty five pounds plus, and he, he was moving all over the place. That was kind of impressive. I just think um, he's a versatile guy, and you know, I you can't teach, teach the athleticism. Dad played uh, basketball professionally overseas, and um, I just think he's going to be a be a good one. And the tape the tape shows it. So when we get in those rankings discussions, you know that that'll be my pitch. I'll just be like, put on the tape. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to. You just point to the tape. There, you know the the interesting thing that you mentioned there about him being a, a safety in in the past. I think when you look at athletic backgrounds, you have to factor in uh, that fluidity, right? That natural athleticism, um, just how mobile a player is because it's not his fault that he grew into now a, a, a kind of a rush end, right? Um, but he has that background where he has, um, you know, been, been able to deposit a lot of stuff in his arsenal uh, as a guy who's very fluid in space. And he's, I think he's naturally uh, very gifted athletically. So, um, you know, no, no secret there that Alabama is getting a, a major, major uh, talent in Dallas Turner. We are joined by Andrew Ivins. You could follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Ivins. Now, a- Andrew, you were on one of our mailbag episodes uh, a few months ago, and we had a question at the time from Gunner955, and, and he wanted to know what was the latest on the Miami Central boys. Now, there is one in particular right now that is creating some buzz and could be coming off the board soon. Yeah, um, I think when they asked that question, that was before Terrence Lewis, the five-star linebacker that's committed to Tennessee, transferred in there. He's now at Miami Central. So it's not just three anymore. There's, there's four legitimate uh, high-end recruits there but yes Amari Daniels a uh, three-star all-purpose back um, I mean running back I mean aren't aren't all running backs all-purpose backs these days you know they all do everything Uh, he is getting closer to making a decision he has said he told me a few weeks ago the plan is to um, announce where he's going before his senior season kicks off in uh, Miami-Dade County they're gonna give the given schools the green light to kick off this upcoming Friday. So uh, Miami Central will play Miami Northwestern, I think in one of the most anticipated uh, openers, just, you know, down here at least. I mean, that game is going to be nuts. Normally it's later on in the season, but they're opening up with a bang. And uh, Amari wants to be committed before then. So as of Sunday afternoon, it sounds like uh, a decision or an announcement could come on Thursday Right now, I, I think it's a three-team race. You know, I thought it was a, a two-team battle between Texas A&M and Miami. Uh, Sunday morning, I started hearing a little bit more, more that Georgia had kind of thrust its its way up into there, and maybe you know all three are currently battling it out. My my crystal ball is on Miami, but the confidence score uh, is super low. That um, I'm still trying to gather some information. So. Uh, you know, someone's going to get a talented player because he ran for, I think, over 800 yards in the uh, state playoffs last season. Okay. So, yeah, Gunner955, there you have it. We've got the latest info on on uh, one of the top prospects that's supposed to be coming off the board here 
real soon. Andrew, before we let you go, you know, it's, it's kind of sad for me because I see people all over the country, especially analysts going out to high school games in California. There hasn't been anything so far we're waiting. So I kind of feel like uh, Arthur's sister in that meme <laughs> looking out on the, on the fence and kind of just checking things out. Uh, but you know, when you're going out to games, you're able to see maybe some prospects that uh, maybe flew a bit under the radar or have taken a, a lot of steps in, in their progression. And before we let you go, there was one that I think you, you wanted to bring up, and that was Austin Barber, the uh, Minnesota commit who's from Trinity Christian Academy, 6'7", 315, and uh, you know, came off the board to the Golden Gophers back in the spring. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think a few minutes ago I kind of brought up how it's crazy to see bodies transform for these kids. You know, they're they're – from their junior seasons to their senior seasons. And, you, you know, they're going from 17 to 18 year, years old or, or whatnot. And Austin Barber, when I saw him like in February at one of these Under Armour camps, you know, had a little, not baby fat, but there was some pudge. Saw him on Friday and he's leaned out. I mean, he's all of six seven, towering over me when I interviewed him. Um, he's down to like 295. And I know a lot of people, they think offensive linemen, they're like, oh, I want, I want my offensive line to be as heavy as possible. And uh, Blair, you know, we, we've seen the trends of the kids that are getting drafted these days and you actually want to be like leaner in yeah, high school. Give me, and, give me the 270 guy right now. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's down to 295, but I mean, he carries it so well, went both ways um, for Trinity Christian. Like I don't think he was playing much defense at all last season, but they needed him to get some snaps there. He got some push, but I was just really impressed with him working at both right and left tackle, played through the whistle. Um, obviously, he has a super long reach. I mean, if you're 6'7", you're going to have uh, long arms. But he's currently Minnesota's uh, lowest-ranked commit. I, I, I have a feeling that's going to that's gonna change. I, I think we're going to bump him up uh, in the next update. I, I think he's a, you know someone Minnesota fans should be excited about. Um, and honestly, just a really good take for P.J. Fleck. And maybe someone that if, if the – was a spring evaluation period more staffs would have sized up um, but it, it's definitely a, a good get for the gophers yeah minnesota in the back half of the big 10 recruiting rankings but gets the, get this they're in the top 30 nationally so they've been getting it done here in this 2021 cycle andrew thank you so much for joining us hope hoping that you're able to navigate safely through those sun, thunderstorms and we're able to maybe get uh you know maybe 75 d1 players next weekend <laughs> I, honestly, I think it's going to happen. Uh, we, get, we got a Miami Palmetto is playing at noon, uh, and then that Miami Central, uh, Miami Northwestern game is later that night. I, I'm all for it. I keep telling all the high school coaches down here, I'm like, play on just weird nights. Let's play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be at, at, at all of them. Well, make sure to change your ISO on your camera, um, you know, from night and day, and then figure figure all that uh, all that stuff out, the shutter speed and all that, and you'll be able <laughs> yeah, to I know. That's good photos. Yeah, for sure. All right, that is Andrew Ivins. He covers recruiting in the Southeast for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Ivins. A reminder, if you want your recruiting questions answered on this show, the best way to do that is to submit a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You could specify any recruit, any program, any broad recruiting question or about the Miami Central Four now. Um, and we'll do our best to answer that on the next episode of the Mailbag Edition here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
It's my corrections here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. 